Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is NBA Today, hosted by Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up, Nets star Kevin Durant hurt his knee over the weekend. Just how long is he going to be sidelined for Brooklyn? And the Lakers, they've been anything but showtime as of late. But why LeBron apologize to fans on social media yesterday? Plus, it's like the red zone, but for hoops. So we'll take you from game to game with live looks across the matinee schedule. NBA Today starts right now. Dr. Martin Luther King was not considered a sportsman, but his vision for an America where content of character reigns supreme reflects the core value of sports. Nowhere is Dr. King's ideal more evident than in the National Basketball Association, where African Americans have established a phenomenal legacy. This wasn't always so. From outright banning black players to enforcing racial quotas, the NBA initially followed the norms of a racist society when it came to his treatment of African-Americans. Eventually, those barriers fell. I may not get that with you. By the time Dr. King was assassinated in 1968, African-American dominance in the NBA epitomized Dr. King's dream of a world where talent and drive were all that mattered. Today, the NBA continues to be defined by black athletes and black style. Dr. King gave black athletes a voice his death encouraged them to become activists and push the league to embrace social justice issues. In Dr. King's memory, black athletes continue to echo the meaning of his life. Thank you for that, Bill Roden, and welcome to NBA Today, your home for the NBA on ESPN. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by Richard Jefferson and Mark Spears is in studio today. Adrian Wojnarowski, Ramona Shelburne, David Miniman, and Tim McMahon are going to be joining us with reporting throughout the show. We have a lot of news to get into and games to check in on around the league, but first, today we celebrate and honor the life and the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. So, Mark, I want to start with you here. What is the significance of Dr. King's legacy, particularly in the NBA? NBA. Well, across the street, I just talked to Tyron Lue before their game, coach of the Clippers, and he says this game is on the same level as the Christmas game, not only for him, but his family. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers, he's also across the street getting ready to play. He said there's a lot of pride that comes with his, this game. And if you look across the league, if you could pick a day to take your family, this is a cool day to take them to a game. Mm. The two main places I'll tell you to go to is Atlanta, where Hey, that's the home of Martin Luther King. Uh, the Civil Rights Museum is in Memphis, but there in MLK, they, they have an MLK wall now, and they also have a gospel choir that brings in the starting lineup. They should do that every game. Memphis, no one does it better. They have a bunch of plenary discussions the whole weekend and uh, go to the National Civil Rights Museum before or after the game. 
But yeah, this is certainly one of the more memorable days of the season. There's a lot of history to soak in today, and there are a lot of games to be played. So as we celebrate Dr. King, there is a 12-game slate, and it's already well underway. Nets, Cavs, Bulls, Grizzlies, they both tip off in this hour. And then later, we get an Eastern Conference Finals rematch between the Bucks and the Hawks. That is going to be the good one. And then the Jazz and the Lakers, they are our nightcap. But I do want to move on to the biggest story from the weekend, and it involves Kevin Durant. So remember, Katie was injured on Saturday against the Pelicans and sources told our Adrian Wojnarowski that the injury was a sprained MCL in his left knee and he will be out for four to six weeks and the New York Daily News they are never shy they reacted to the injury by calling the Nets quote one and a half men that refers to Kyrie Irving's ability for road games only so here's Steve Nash the coach of the Nets pregame today talking about KD take a listen we just have to do the best we can. We can't cry about it. We can't uh, feel sorry for ourselves. We got to keep building, see what we can learn and how we can grow during this period of Kevin being out and how we can continue to move this thing forward. So when they do come back, we're in a better place and uh, further along and he can rejoin us in a place where we can feel better about where we are in, in that part of the season. So for more on this, we're now joined by senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski. So Woj, what else can you tell us about the timeline here for KD's injury? Well, look, I think the way this timeline falls, four to six weeks is what the Nets expect. Comes right in the middle of the All-Star break. So the idea that they would bring him back prior to the All-Star break, I think you can probably forget him for Cleveland, the All-Star game. But they come out on the 24th. That's when they would play their first game coming out of the break. And at that point, you know, you're around that five-week mark. And so I think that's, for now, a good early benchmark around the Nets for a return. But you'll see how it heals. And listen, there was a lot of – there was – despite the fact that you're losing him for a month plus, there was a sigh of relief around the Nets on Sunday morning when the MRI showed that, you know, Kevin Durant will play again this season and should be back healthy, fully recovered, certainly in plenty of time for the postseason. And MCL sprain, similar, right, to what we see Anthony Davis going through right now. 11 of the Nets' next 14 games are on the road, so that means a little bit more Kyrie Irving we're going to be able to see. But, Richard, KD, he's been a part of the MVP conversation this season, and he's been absolutely brilliant for Brooklyn. So what will be the keys for the Nets to stay afloat now that he's out for those four to six weeks, as Woj is reporting? Well, obviously the key to me, uh, the, the 11 out of 14 with, with Kyrie, that's huge because now you get, like, a whole lot of Kyrie. It's not a, a, a game in, a game out, two games in, two games out. You actually can build a little rhythm. But this falls straight on James Harden. James Harden has been, you know, one of the top players in this league, and including last year before he popped his hamstring, he was in the MVP conversation. And this year he's been off to a slow start, adjusting to the new rules, not quite having his rhythm of the James Harden that we're familiar with. But now this is your time. This is back to being your show. You're going to have some help on the road with Kyrie there, but James Harden has to get back to that space of being one of the top five players in this league. Well, and he is top five in minutes, so was Kevin Durant. So we're going to see how that adjustment is made too, Mark. Yeah, and the Nets have this really small lineup or this small backcourt with, you know, Patty Mills uh, joining Kyrie. But the guy I'm keeping an eye on is the former LSU star Cam Thomas. Mm. In three of the last four games, he scored over 20 points. He's averaged 13.9 points this month. They need him to give some scoring off the bench, especially if Patty's not going to be there. Mm 
He hit that game winner the other day. Yeah. He was looking pretty good for them. And then Steve Nash today, we heard a little bit of sound from him on Kevin Durant. But he also mentioned that Joe Harris, who has missed a significant amount of time after undergoing surgery, is on this current trip with them. He's not expected to play, but he's slowly getting himself back on the court. So if the Nets can get a little bit healthier here, then maybe they can get into a little bit of a rhythm that Kevin Durant can then slide back into, Woj. Yeah, and they're, they're hoping certainly to get Joe Harris back. They've taken their time with his rehab last season without KD Kyrie Irving James Harden that's won 16 of 19 games mm. Mm. so they're hoping if they can replicate that this season then they should be just fine I do want to get to Pelicans and Celtics which was our first game of the day that's already wrapped up it was a story of two entirely different halves here in Boston so we see Jason Tatum let's go to the first quarter Big Brandon Ingram high. Ooh. Oh, B.I. And he was Big getting whatever Williams. he wanted early yeah. on in this game. Yeah, I love my guy Williams, but I think you're putting him on an island if you have him guarding him on the perimeter. But then we go to the third quarter. Boston, after being down by double digits, sneaks their way back in behind Jason Tatum. Yeah, the Boston Celtics have been really kind of confusing. They've been hot, they've been cold, but Jason Tatum has been playing better basketball, and I think to me, it has to do with Jalen Brown starting to get back. You know, I, I, again, it's still early in this game, but I like the way the Celtics are positioned to finish this season. Well, and then the way they're positioned to finish this game. So they were down by as many as 18 points, mm -hmm. and then they're able to pull out the 104-92 win. And when I'm looking at the box score here, what I am looking at is two things. In the second half, I'm looking at uh, Dennis Schroeder had 18 points. Jason Tatum had 21 points. The Celtics, they shot 16 free throws versus the Pelicans. They shot just nine free throws is the difference in the game. Richard, you said you have confidence in the Celtics team despite the way that they're playing right now. Why? I have confidence because ultimately I think that this team, and I know there's a lot of trade rumors going around with, with you know, Grant Williams or with uh, – yeah, I, look, Jalen, they, they say Jalen's not going anywhere. And Woj says Jalen ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I believe him. But I just think, to me, I think there is a little bit of fire in this group. It's like, hey, if we like each other, if we like playing here in Boston, we got to push this together. And I think they're probably sixth in talent, and I think they're going to hover around there this year. So what is the Celtics' mindset as they are approaching the trade deadline? Yeah, listen, it's to build around uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, not to break those two up. And I think the hard part for Boston is what are the other tradable assets that they're willing to move on from? They don't want to trade Robert Williams, mm -hmm. their young center. Uh, that's that's a player that they, you know, really see. You know, I think at the center, figuratively, of, of what they're doing moving forward. But I think Marcus Smart, some of the young players on the roster, you know, second and third year guards forwards. I think they're seeing what the value for those players out there. Josh Richardson. But I'm not sure. And Dennis Schroeder, that's a player I think if they can keep building up his value, he's on a one-year deal, $6 million contract. I think those are all players available in the marketplace. Can that get them involved in a Ben Simmons? No, it can't. But I think they still want to find, I think, another uh, you know, playmaker, wing player to complement the two all-star forwards. And you mentioned Ben Simmons. We'll we will have an update on him later in really? the show. But one of the fun <laughs> really? parts about today, Richard, is we get to pop in on some live games. So let's take a look at the 76ers and the Wizards. They are currently in progress. So let's take a look at the first quarter. Kyle Kuzma 
fast break <laughs> oh. recovers it. Okay, Coos, I see you. I wonder what he wore today. Do we have any? Do we have any oh, inside look on his outfit? Whatever today? it is, I will make sure that we I get one in your size. MLKish. MLKish. Okay. <laughs> but Kyle Kuzma's in having a great year. And then in the second quarter, look who he just dunked on. There's not Bella. that many folks that can dunk on. Very few Joel of us can dunk on him. I see you, Coos. I see you, Coos. Listen, um, don't get into the detail. I hear you. Yeah, very few of us. That was a, a little subtle little flex there. All right. Well, game is at halftime. We're still going to have a little bit more on that game later. We still have so much coming up on NBA Today. Up to the minute news on the injury status of Draymond Green. How long until the Dubs get Dre, their heart and soul back? Plus, Russ had a little bit of a streaky week, but it was LeBron who apologized to Laker Nation over the weekend, what he said and why he said it. And we have a special treat in a little bit. The big O himself, Oscar Robertson, joins NBA Today with his memories of Dr. King. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Live from Los Angeles, welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Tim Legler and Matt Barnes with me in studio. Should we talk about John Morant a little bit? Let's do it. Don't ever get tired of talking about John Morant. Absolutely not, especially when he is on the tear like he has been. So the Grizzlies, they were hosting the Bulls. John Morant, so he's tripped up here by Tony, Tony Bradley, and this leads to a little bit of a back and forth here. They get into it, an altercation, shoving, grabbing. Steven Adams, watch him in the corner there. He pulls yeah. Bradley away. Watch it again. So he gets tangled up there, Matt. What do you see? That's how I pick my three-year-old up when he does something <laughs> wrong in the room and I need to get him away. This is unbelievable. I mean, Steven Adams is just looking incredibly strong here. Yeah. Here's John Morant after the game. Steven Adams literally picked him up. As he should. And carried him to the other side of the court. As he should. You if like he was having in... a guy like that on your team? Yeah, because I'd do the same for him. That's how I was raised. Well, we can't talk about the Grizzlies and not bring in the president of the John Morant fan club. So we're going to get to Kendrick Perkins in just a little bit. But, mm, I mean... Where does this rank on John Morant plays for you, Matt Barnes? I mean, he, he gives us, we're, we're, we're in for a real treat. I mean, he does this every single night, so just add this to the list. Well, and the list is growing longer by the day. I mentioned him already, and there is the president, the man, the myth, the legend mm -hmm. of the John Morant fan club. It is Kendrick Perkins. Mm -hmm. So, Perk, I know you, you like the flash that John brings to the game, but I also know that the grittiness, the, what do you say, the not cute stuff, that matters a little bit more to you. So what impressed you the yeah. most? Was it the 360 dunk or the willingness to fight six foot ten Tony Bradley here? Well, we well, he already warned us that he's not afraid of anybody. So that wasn't a surprise about with him and, and, and the young man, Tony Bradley, getting into it. But the 360 spin move, like, are we going to continue to see highlights from him every single night? The answer is yes. And I'm not just on John Morant. I'm completely on the dark side. And I have an open invitation to you, Tim Legler, <laughs> and Matt Barnes to come and join before it's too late. Matter of fact, Malika, 
Why, why are you and I the only per people on this two box? Where is J.J. Reddick right now? <laughs> Where's J.J. Reddick? Does he have an invitation no, to the dark where side? Is there that, he is. I don't get an go. invitation, there go. So, no, 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 hold on, hold on, J.J., you my guy. So, listen, two weeks ago, I mentioned to you and I tried to be nice. I, I told you that Ja was in the MVP conversation. I told you about everything, how special he was. And you said he's not in the MVP conversation. So I'm going to give you an opportunity right now, <laughs> two weeks later, to retract this and come on over to the dark side, jump on the Ja Morant, the G12 train, and go ahead in the middle and say, you know what, Perk, I was wrong. He's actually He actually is in the MVP conversation. Perk, let's just be very clear about what I said. I said he wasn't at the time in the top five in my MVP estimation. Um, but, yeah, he can be part of the conversation. That's fine, Perk. I'll agree with you. He can be part of the conversation. <laughs> so that means he's that's, on the dark that's, that's side a, or not? No, I mean, he still his at the way JJ said it, his attitude. Contradicting. We haven't yeah. really well. He's now. Nah, yeah, I don't really know yet. He got to yeah. give me a little Perk, bit more. Perk, Perk, Perk. You know, Perk. You know, we talked about this, Perk. I love, I love Ja Morant. I've been talking. I know about the Grizzlies since last spring. I love the Grizzlies and what they've built there. I just don't. Th he's not the MVP right now, man. That's okay. It's okay. He's who having is? a great season. Who, he should be who? first team All NBA. But, Mm. But, but, J.J., let me ask you a question. Who is the MVP right now? Because the MVP, you have to be winning along right. with putting up numbers. Kevin Durant's not doing that. Steph Curry has been struggling. DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls have been struggling. So, right now, mm -hmm. who tell me who who is playing better basketball. And, by the way, the NBA, the NBA came out with their rankings today. And guess who was the number one team in the power rankings? The Memphis Grizzlies. So, I'm saying right now, today, what today is? January the what? It's the 18th. 18th the 19th? I, okay, I need you to, uh, to, to make it clear to me. Who okay. is over John Morant right now in for us being the front runner? And why? I, I, again, Perk, I'm gonna go back to this. In their run, in this current run they've had, they're eleven and two without him. Okay, that's just a fact. That hurts his case for MVP. That does. I want to pose a question actually on that topic of MVP. Hold I on a second. Wait for you to say I wanna that. This is one of the weirdest seasons so far when we talk about MVP because this has changed week to week. And if you did an MVP vote yep. right now, there could be six or seven guys that would get a first-place vote. We've, had, we've seen in the last few years unanimous MVPs. We've seen one or two guys get first-place votes. This thing is definitely wide open. I agree with that. I just don't have Ja Moran as the MVP. That's all. Ja, He's not giving ja, a specific JJ, name. And, and JJ, it's just not Ja Moran. No. Well, Perk, I, and, I know... And JJ, I know this is Kendrick Perkins today. This is no longer NBA today, and you're straight up producing the show now, calling in J.J. Reddick, all that. I, I'm going to help you out here, Perk, because we have some of John Morant's most outstanding plays this year, so maybe rolling through some of those, maybe that oh. is going to change his <laughs> we'll mind. All right, so let's, 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 let's run him. Let's run the tape. Since you gave me permission, let's do it. We're going to start with the Cavs and the Grizzlies. It's the first week of the season. Josh sets the tone early. Look at that. I mean, catching lobs, catching bodies. My goodness. And then, That's that Russell Westbrook in them. Well, he likes to spread the wealth, too, because he can pass. Take a look at this. Mm. Full court. That's, the, that's that Ray John Rondo in them. Catches, turns, pass, does it all. All right, and then there's something about Los Angeles, because John Morant always puts on a show when he comes here. Acrobatic layup that's through traffic. That's that Kyrie Irving in them. Well, and you already know what this is, Big Perk. 
Is it a block? Did that, we decide that, it's a block? Jo Did we decide it's a steal? That, that's that Jordan-ness in them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then what, what's this saying. one, Big Perk? John Wall. This that, is the John that's, Wall? That's the Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. The, yeah, I say the John Wall, but I say that's the Kyrie Irving. Well, the craftiness. Clearly the just continues the to show why. Point, point taken, point proven. Carry on. Carry I'm on. I'm just saying. All right. I'm just saying. He's just saying carry on. All right, so the Grizzlies, they've won 12 of 13, but Perk has made sure we got all our Grizzlies in for this show. The quota has been met. 12 of 13 for the Grizzlies. On the flip side, though, Chicago, they are really struggling. They're losers of four in a row, five of six, and those losses have been against some of the top teams in the league. It includes Brooklyn, Dallas, Golden State, Boston, Memphis. So during the losing streak, the Bulls, they rank last in defensive efficiency, net rating, rebounds per game, and points off turnovers. And Zach Levine has missed the last two games, and he will be reevaluated next week. So, Matt, what's your diagnosis here on what's ailing the Bulls? I don't think really anything. I think up to this point, they've exceeded expectations they were my dark horse uh, surprise team of the year they've been that they're still number one in the east they're dealing with some injuries right now I still think they're a top four team in the east so I don't really necessarily think anything is wrong they're just in this nasty January stretch right now yeah I agree look when you lose talent and Zach Levine goes out right that's going to contribute to what's going on I will say this though to me I, go, I will go to the barometer game that they had they had a nine game winning streak a national TV game against the Nets okay Everybody was hyped for this game. We wanted to see, you know, how do they stand up to a team like Brooklyn? What happens in that game? Pretty good first half. They get their doors blown off at home in the second half of that game. Mm -hmm. I, I do think that was a little bit of a jolt to their confidence because you think they came out the next game, got blown out by the Golden State Warriors. So this is exactly only played four minutes in that game, so that's a little bit different. But I do think that was a barometer for where they really stack up. They've had a great start. They've been a great story. I think they're legitimately a team that can make some noise in the Eastern Conference playoffs. But when you lose Zach Levine, it puts too much pressure on DeMar DeRozan. He has not been very efficient the last couple of games. Injuries to talent matters in this league. Absolutely. And, and when he's out, it's hard to judge the Bulls. But that Nets game, I'm going to have a hard time getting that out of my mind and what they did to Chicago that night. And I have some iffy news for Bulls fans. They host the Cavs tomorrow night. And remember, Cleveland, they were your team. They are riding a five-game winning streak right now. So we'll see what happens with that hurdle that they have yet to face. And we still have much more to come on NBA Today. Sound from Kyrie Irving last night that you should probably hear and how it's going to affect the Nets on-court strategy moving forward. And Clay Thompson, he is back, but Draymond Green is still out. So how the Warriors can get back on track. A live report from Kendra Andrews shortly on Dub Nation. And I don't know how our staff narrowed it down, but the top plays from yesterday's jam-packed MLK Day slate in just a little bit. for the reunited Splash Brothers to enter the madhouse. You're looking at the great with the say so. And time for two young superstars to go head to head. Watch what you're waiting for. Tonight on ESPN. Welcome back to NBA Today. So we just promoted it, but great doubleheader tonight on ESPN and the Warriors and Bulls are going to get us started. And with that, senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski joins us. I like having you on the desk this it's week. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of fun. We've spent a lot of time on this show, right. though, talking about the Chicago Bulls. But usually we're talking about the new Bulls. We're talking about Lonzo Ball. We're talking about DeMar DeRozan and their impact. But inside the locker room, 
There's somebody else who has been making that impact. Who is that? Well, Zach Levine. And in talking to Michael Reinsdorf, who's a COO in Chicago for a story today, you know, listen, he hired our tourist Karnishavis and led the search to hire uh, that led them to Billy Donovan. You know, he talks about the relationships those two have, as the president, Karnishavis and, and Billy Donovan as a head coach, the relationships they built with Zach Levine and really getting to know him in the time as they were building that roster. And, and he made an interesting comparison, uh, Michael Reinsdorf did. You know, he said, it, it wasn't Zach's fault that this team wasn't winning, just like it wasn't Devin Booker's fault in Phoenix. We had to get the right players around him. Mm -hmm. And you've seen them do that in Chicago this year. And I think people look at Zach Levine as a very different player now, a, a winning player, a player who could be a central figure in a contender. And I think just the, the relationship building with Karnishevis, Billy Donovan, something that had been missing previously in Chicago, and you've seen what that new regime has done uh, to build, uh, I think, an infrastructure here and, and a culture around this Bulls team that was really lacking prior. And we haven't seen Alex Caruso on the court for them in a little while. What's the latest on him? Yeah, I'm, he remains in COVID protocols, and I'm told we won't see him again sooner than Wednesday against Cleveland. He's not going to play against Golden State tonight. And then the Bulls go on a two-game road trip, and, and they want to be able to ramp Caruso back up. They've missed him. He's been a, an integral part, especially defensively. Uh, he's been out since December 20th with a foot sprain and now COVID, uh, but possibly Wednesday against Cleveland at home. When he has been such a bright spot for this team, but both the Warriors and the Bulls, they're coming off bad losses. We already talked about it. Golden State last night in Milwaukee and Chicago. Remember, they lost by 26 to Brooklyn on Wednesday. Both of those scores looked like typos. So, Matt, who is this game tonight? Who is it more important to, the Bulls or the Warriors? Uh, I feel, to be honest with you, neither. But if I had to pick... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate no, your honesty. Middle of January. But if I had to pick one, I feel like it's the Bulls because they're new to this. They're, they're putting pieces together. Hats off to Mandan. They did a great job. Love this team. Love how hard they play on defense. They're looking to figure out what it looks like to get there. The Warriors are looking to win it at the end of the day. So I think they're looking at two different things. Obviously, the Bulls have aspirations of winning championship. But first of all, they're looking to get to the playoffs. The Warriors are looking to get healthy at the right time and hit their stride at the right point post-All-Star break going into the, to the playoffs because they feel like they have a chance to win the championship. I'm sure the Bulls do too, but they haven't been there. The, the, the Warriors have been there. So to me, more important, I'd have to pick the Bulls. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree with Matt, but I'm going to go with Golden State yeah. for the simple fact that, you know, since Clay returned, we saw guys have to take a lesser role. So you see Jordan Poole, he had to go to the bench, and he's not able to get those same shots he was getting. When, like, they had a different type of chemistry and a different type of rhythm before Clay got there, now everybody's role has changed. And now you're going to have certain guys that's going to get DMPs, especially when Draymond get back. So when I look at tonight, I want to see a flow. I want to see something like, you know, whether it's rotations, whether guys buying into roles, because I haven't seen that of late. And so I think that's going to be a problem for Golden State that they're going to have to figure out over the next month or two months of identifying new roles because mm. Clay came right in, stepped right in the starting lineup, and he pushed some and he pushed people to the back seat. Well, and you have to expect the United Center is going to be bopping mm -hmm. tonight because it has been a place to play this year. Chicago, they're still at the top of the East, followed pretty closely by the Miami Heat, mm. but. The Heat have been without Bam Adebayo for the last 20 games. They went 13-7 and seven during that span. Not to mention they've also been missing Jimmy Butler. But, Woj, what can you tell us on the return of Bam Adebayo? Uh, almost there, Malika. I'm told that uh, Adebayo is now targeting Monday against Toronto for his return. And that's right about at the six-week mark 
uh, of that thumb surgery back uh, in December. So they're about to get him back. They played great basketball without him. They've won seven of their last nine. And, you know, we don't talk a lot about Miami, but this is a team when you get Bam out of bio back and you hopefully get Jimmy Butler healthy, that is going to be a problem for anybody trying to get out of the East. Well, and we know that Big Perk loves to evaluate big men. So how important is Bam Adebayo coming back for the Miami Heat? It's very important. When you talk about one of the most versatile bigs in the game today, a lot of the offenses ran through Bam, through the dribble handoffs, being a lob threat at the basket, surrounded by shooting. And you know, the, the person that it, ha it has affected the most is Duncan Robinson. Just think about it. When Bam is at the top of the key dribbling, Duncan Robinson get a lot, a lot of wide open shots just because of the, the actions that they have. But, you know, Miami is still sitting at, top, at the top. And you add a healthy Bam, a team that, that went to the finals two years ago, I mean, it speaks volumes about Eric Spolcher. Mm. And by the way, he's the best damn coach in the game today. Any, any team that has a University of Portland coach at the helm, we got to keep an eye on that team. <laughs> Woj, thank you so much for joining us this week. Yes. We'll see you again next right. week. Really appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Matt and Perk, sorry I don't get to let you go anywhere <laughs> yet. I still need you for the rest of the show. Coming up, we have so much more NBA today, including the best NBA moments from MLK games. Plus, NBA stars weigh in on what the holiday means to them. Keep it locked on NBA Today. Youth basketball coach in seventh grade, Joey Kempf, taught me the fundamentals of shooting. Taught me how to shoot close, perfect your jump shot before you even think about going out to the high school three-point line. It's still stuck with me to this day, the stuff we still do out here we were doing as a team in seventh grade. When you have a youth coach like that, I think it's so important, especially for kids, to be coached well so they can still love the game. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. As we approach Martin Luther King Jr. Day, the NBA continues to honor Dr. King's pursuit of racial, social, and economic justice. justice. And this week, the NBA is leading multiple league-wide efforts to unite our communities through service projects and celebrations in his honor. So to learn more, visit NBA.com MLK. And our crew is rocking the MLK gear right here on our set. And... On this date, in 1961, Oscar Robertson was named the MVP of the NBA All-Star Game. He dropped 23-9 and 14 as a rookie, leading the West to a win over Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. And at the time, Oscar was the youngest player to ever win MVP at just 22 years old. Now I'd like to welcome back Hall of Famer and NBA 75th anniversary team member Oscar Robertson. Oscar, thank you so much for stopping by NBA Today. Well, thanks for having me. We really appreciate you coming on. And as a former MVP yourself, we have had so many discussions on this show about who is the front runner at this point in the season. But who would you pick as your MVP so far? There are several candidates, really. You can't pick Mont Carey, uh, 
Durant. I, th I think that you can pick the uh, kid at uh, Chicago, DeRozan. Mm. Jo Jokic. You know, I, I think there there may be 10 players right now because it, but the, everyone everyone thinks you get to have to lead in in scoring, but I think what you, what you, how do you contribute to your team winning and, and your overall effect on the NBA? Well, and it's a good thing we have a little bit of season left so that they can separate themselves. You sound like our friend Kendrick Perkins, who said a couple of different guys throughout the course of the season so far. But you are synonymous with the Milwaukee Bucks. How confident are you in their chances to win the East this year? I've always said they're the chance until they're beaten again. You know, they don't they don't have all their contingent of players together yet. You know, once they once they get healthy, I I, I think they'll be tough to beat. I don't think anyone can stop Giannis. Any team that has Giannis Attentacumpo on it, you're right, is is pretty tough to stop. Before we let you go, I also wanted to touch on the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who we are celebrating today, who was still alive during the start of your playing career. So what does Dr. King mean to you? He, he means he's a visionary man. It, it means that whatever we achieve today, he's, he's responsible for it. Uh, he was a visionary person, religious person. We wanted to do everything not... With, with no violence, which is a which is a terrible thing today because it seems like there's so many, much violence going on today, it's unbelievable. But he believed in nonviolence and he, he convinced uh, the politicians and convinced the whole USA of America that nonviolence was the way to go. And through his nonviolence works and his teachings, he made this a better life for a lot of a lot of a lot of people, especially black people and whites as well, you know. I think everybody benefited from Dr. King and what he did. Did you see Dr. King's teachings impact the MBA? With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Of course, because I, I think what it's done for the NBA is giving them a voice. It's giving them more success as far as, as, far as making money. And it's taught them that they can, they can speak out without have, having anyone punish them. And they can speak out. They can get organized and talk about certain things. They can tell people when things going on in society that they don't like, which is wonderful. Leading with love, leading with kindness. And I've said it before, Loving versus Virginia was passed the year before Dr. King died. And so for me, at least, to be standing here and to be talking about Dr. King, it is something that is very personable, personal and something that we should all take a lot of pride in care in. Oscar, thank you so much for joining us on NBA Today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Check out our Wednesday NBA doubleheader. The Hornets square off against the Celtics to start us off at 7.30 Eastern. And then the Clippers, they take on the Nuggets. Our NBA doubleheader is available on ESPN and the app. 
And then on Friday on ESPN, the Raptors, they visit the Wizards at 8 Eastern. Our coverage tips off with a one-hour edition of NBA Countdown at 7 o'clock Eastern. Coming up, the Mavericks, they've won eight out of their last nine games. What's changed for them? Tim McMahon will tell us next on NBA Today. Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern, setting the stage for Wild Card Weekend with status reports on impact player availability for the Bucks, plus the QB keys for Josh Allen and Mac Jones to advance in a frigid Wild Card rubber match. And Stephen A. Smith returns as the NBA Countdown crew assesses Steph Curry's shooting slump ahead of Warriors versus Bulls tonight. SportsCenter at 6 Eastern on ESPN. Welcome back to NBA Today. So it's been four weeks to the day since the Timberwolves Jaden McDaniels collided with Anthony Davis's left knee, resulting in a sprained MCL for Davis. And since then, he has missed 12 games. So for an update on Anthony Davis's status, let's bring in our Lakers beat reporter Dave McMenamin. Hi, Dave. So where do things stand in Davis's return to the lineup for the Lakers? Hey, Malika, good news for the Lakers in terms of Anthony Davis. He's officially going to be reevaluated by team doctors early next week. But I'm told that he was on the court today working out with a brace on his left knee and that his movement has been improving. His progress has been going well. And sources tell me that there's optimism within the team that he could be back playing in games as soon as the Lakers' upcoming Long road trip at the end of the month. Uh, they call it the Grammys road trip. You could see the Lakers listening to some good music uh, supplied by Anthony Davis's court uh, game. Well, and he cannot come back soon enough considering their loss to Sacramento. They clearly really need him, and you can see their upcoming road schedule. It doesn't get any easier for the Lakers from here. They need Anthony Davis back as soon as possible. Dave McMenamin, thank you so much. I do want to stick in the West here, though, because Rudy Gobert, he has cleared the NBA's health and safety protocols. So remember, the Jazz went 1-4 and four without their star center and gave up 120 points per 100 possession. That's the second worst in the league at this time ahead of only the Los Angeles Lakers. So welcome back, Rudy Gobert. But we are not done yet. Next on NBA Today, we go to the top of the top on beef, beefs. So that rained over the weekend. <laughs> that was NBA Today back in 60 seconds. And it's Rudy Gobert. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Well, his name is Kevin Graves. When I was younger, he was the first person to actually teach me organized basketball. So I feel like without him, I wouldn't be you know, who I am today because he taught me everything from you know, the offensive side to defensive schemes. He, he developed this thing with me called racking and uh, his random acts of kindness. You know, he's one of those guys that's, 
He's helped out a lot of us. The Pacers and the Clippers, they are underway across the street from our studios in, we're not calling it Staples Center anymore, Crypto.com Arena, so you can see the Pacers, they are down to the Los Angeles Clippers. The Pacers, they've lost nine of their last ten and are on a three-game losing streak right now. What do they need to do to turn this around, Richard? <laughs> Quit. <laughs> they suck. No, no, all kidding aside. We're in timeout. No, no, look, no, I'm saying, look, when you go on record and say that we're going to sell everyone, I just, I hate to break it to you, but you guys know when you put in your two weeks, you know that, that like, everybody just kind of stops working for those two weeks. But they said that they were selling everyone, so they're getting minimum effort right now. Well, and DeMontis Sabonis, 30 triple doubles this season. That is not, nothing to sneeze at, Mark. Yeah, I just talked to Brock another day, and I'm like, what are you guys going to do? 30 double said, doubles. Well, the good thing is they're starting to get used to Rick Carlisle. Yeah, Rick, Rick takes so, a minute. Which is his third coach yeah, yeah, in yeah. three years. Yeah, Rick is a great coach, but it takes a little bit of getting used to him as a veteran. But I'm sorry, when you're the Pacers and they basically tell you, yeah. hey, we're looking at best offers for everyone because they want to rebuild. At that point in time, hey. for me, it's about my numbers and it's about like making sure I stay healthy. And Rick's a good piano player. Yeah, so very maybe good. he can play some sad music after the game after all these losses. Yeah, I'm sorry. You make tell him feel better. You, that'll, that'll help him a little bit. But if you tell him they're up for sale, like, I'm sorry. If somebody tell me they breaking up with me, I'm not buying them roses no more. I ain't taking them out to dinner. But, okay. Aiden, Sykes was in a TBT, though, right? Like, you could you could play for the Pacers right now. Probably. There, there's probably. Don't don't give him that, Mark. Come on. I, I do want to talk on the other side of the ball a little bit about Lance. the Los Angeles Clippers, right? Reggie Jackson, he has been, when I saw him in person, he has impressed me this season. What have you seen from him, Mark? He's nice, but Paul George is up in the suite somewhere. They need him to come down. Mm -hmm. Well, that and Kawhi Leonard <laughs> is Kawhi also. All right, you guys They're want to talk a little too. bit of football since NFL Live is coming up next. We have a big game. Rams. We have the Rams. <laughs> and the Let's Cards. Rams. Who do you got? Let's go. Rams I got Rams all day. Rams I'm from Arizona, and I'm picking the Rams. Because the Cronkies, right? That's well, why well, you're wait, picking wait, the Rams. I'm an L.A. guy. I was born in L.A. But I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Jesse Mermis. Grew up with him. Known him since I was 15. He is coaching the Orlando Magic tonight uh, in replacement. Uh, what's Jamal his name? Mosley. Yeah, that guy, too. NFL Live is next. Good luck, Jesse. I love you, brother.